fellows in academia. Bunny. Thank you, Michael, and thanks to all of you for uh, coming today for what I know is going to be a terrific event. Uh, and we have a lot of speakers, but before we get to uh, our keynote speaker, we're going to invite two uh, special guests up one at a time uh, just to make a few remarks. And we're going to start with Ambassador Stanley Gao, um, who, as most of you know, is the representative of the Taipei Economic and Cultural Representative Office, TECRO, here in Washington. He's been here almost two and a half years um, and has really helped take the U.S.-Taiwan uh, relationship from strength to strength in a broad range uh, of issues. I'm very glad that he could join us today to make a few remarks, so please come up, Ambassador Gao. For decades, we have witnessed the unshakable and unmistakable bonds in our cooperation and collaboration on a host of bilateral, regional, and global issues, ranging from security, defense, trade and investment, freedom of religion, counterterrorism, North Korea, and human rights. And just to name a few recent examples, in addition to President Tsai Ing-wen's most successful transit in New York and Denver just two months ago, we also welcomed some major arms sales packages to Taiwan worth over 12 billion US dollars, including new fighter jets, tanks, and other defense systems, and our agricultural goodwill mission, again just last week, purchased 3.7 billion US dollars of soybeans, cones, wheat, and meat products. And Taiwan's, Taiwan's China Airlines also announced procurement of six Boeing 777s cargo aircraft worth over 2 billion US dollars. And we co-hosted the first U.S.-Taiwan consultations on democratic governance in the Indo-Pacific region in Taipei just last month, and not to mention the grand opening of the state-of-art, brand-new, high-tech, green AIT compound in Taipei. And thanks to the U.S. administration and the robust bipartisan support of the U.S. Congress, our cross partnership has been extended well into Latin America and the Caribbean, where we work closely with our diplomatic allies and have contributed significantly for the region's development in one way or another. And Taiwan's steadfast diplomacy focuses on long-term assistance for mutual benefits. We're always sincere and never make flashy, hollow promises. And we share the same commitment as the United States to promote sustainable economic growth, good governance, transparency, and a vibrant civil society to meet the needs and the aspirations of our mutual friends in this hemisphere. And beyond Taiwan's diplomatic ties, we also share the vision for instance, about the free and democratic Venezuela by providing humanitarian assistance 
to the people in desperate need. And we have delivered what we promised, as I did on behalf of our government just a few months ago, here at the OAS Organization of American States Headquarters. And my foreign minister, Joseph Wu, personally handed over 3.5 tons of urgently needed medicine and other supplies to the representative of President Guaido's government, another unequivocal case in point. So Taiwan, as a vital partner of the United States and the force for good in the world, we stand ready to promote our shared values and defend our common interest in the Indo-Pacific, in Latin America, and the Caribbean, and frankly, around the globe, and the rest assure that Taiwan can help and will continue to punch above its weight and give back to the international community as we should. So thank you very much again for having me this morning, and I wish today's conference most stimulating, inspiring, and a great success. Thank you very much. in the 1950s and the 1960s to becoming a, uh, a strong and prosperous economy in its own right, now able to offer development assistance to others. Today, Taiwan, an island of a population of about 23 million people, is our country's uh, 11th largest trading partner and the eighth largest market for U.S. agricultural goods and the United States is Taiwan's second largest trading partner. Taiwan has made significant contributions to addressing global and regional challenges, and the relationship between the United States and Taiwan has deepened, rooted in shared democratic values. Launched in 2015, the Global Cooperation and Training Framework is a joint U.S.-Taiwan initiative and a platform for expanding cooperation in several critical areas, from public health and women's empowerment to law enforcement and humanitarian assistance, information and communications technology. And I look forward to hearing Secretary General Xiang and your thoughts um, on how Taiwan can partner with governments in this region to strengthen their technology safeguards. The nations of the Americas have made great strides to counter corruption, which is the Achilles heels of our hemisphere. Taiwan has uh, also has much to contribute to Latin American and Caribbean legislators to help parliaments uh, codify transparency as an essential inoculation against bad deals and, and, and graft. The United States opposes unilateral changes um, to the, to the cross-strait uh, status quo. We remain committed uh, to the U.S. one-China policy, the three joint communiques, and to our responsibilities under the Taiwan uh, Relations Act. This has enabled us to maintain a, a broad, full range of interactions with Taiwan, including visits, trade negotiations, and education and cultural exchanges. Taiwan is a reliable partner a democratic role model, and a force for good in the world and here in our region. It adheres to international standards on development, infrastructure investments, labor, environment, 
and human rights. The United States will continue to support Taiwan, especially as it seeks to expand its already significant contributions to addressing global challenges. So I'm going to stop here, and I look forward to hearing from the speakers and the panelists. I think, I'm sure we're going to have a, uh, an interesting and, and really useful conversation and discussion today. Thank you. Thank you very much, and thank you for the opportunity to speak. Thank you, Das Riley. So now we're going to have our uh, keynote uh, speech. Um, we are very pleased uh, to have with us uh, Timothy Xiang, the Secretary General. Establish the open and the stable, sustainable economy, and a prosperous economy is inclusive, democratic, and peaceful, which is the value shared by Taiwan and like-minded countries. And in order to achieve these goals, we implement projects for road development and economic growth, human capital development, good governance, and health for all. This is the first case that I would like to introduce. This is a third three-party cooperation. This happened only a few months ago. I think the earlier, the Mr. Earlier also mentioned that one. It's a cooperation between USA, Taiwan, and Paraguay. It's a small land financing, and Taiwan's part is going to provide technical assistance for human capacities. Also, the awareness enhancement for women business. This is the first case, three-way cooperation. And now, <clears throat> we have operations in Belize, Guatemala, need to improve the papaya production by upgrading production process, increase uh, employment, also meeting international quarantine standards to increase export to USA and Canada. And five years after the project ended, Taiwan ICDF sent a post-evaluation team and used the change theory to review the results of this project. Then we found the number of papaya production firms increased from 17 to 42, and the production area had more than doubled and the, papaya, the amount of papaya export to USA had increased 300%. I think this is the perfect example of how Taiwan ICDF assists partner countries to establish industry. As based on the Taiwan experience, we know if we invest human capitals, we're going to reap tremendous rewards. And the human capitals is the foundation of the almost all developments. She was recognized by the National Nurse Association of Belize. Now he's qualified and be able legally practice in dialysis in Belize. Here is the table showing how much we have done for the capital, uh, human capital development in Latin America and the Caribbeans. For the scholarships we have uh, provided almost 1,500 students to study in Taiwan and uh, almost 500 for, we invite almost 500 participants to attend the professional workshops. We also have almost 350 trainees to receive the trainings from the vocational training programs. And for health personnel training programs, there's about 81. But if you notice, there is other, uh, that part of others. It means those, the numbers are from non-diplomatic allies. It means in this area, Taiwan not only contribute, help our partner countries, 
also have other contribution to the region. Also want to reduce the waiting time for the patients. Also want to enhance the database. Also want to prevent the real-time inventory of medicine for doctors. This project is aimed to improve the health administration and the information system. So there's a comprehensive information health system was established in 2016. And over the three years of continuing efforts, the difference is significant. Before and after, well, after the projects, the waiting time for the patients is from almost 90 minutes to 30 minutes. And for the registration per day, it's from the 200 patients to almost double, 360. And for the doctors treat the patients, they used to be only eight patients per day, now can increase to 20 patients. So except for the number improvement, and the most significantly is the patients, they feel the difference. Now they can enjoy the uh, To include now Latin America and the Caribbean. Uh, this new joint work is already engaging a number of, of U.S. government agencies, including USAID and OPIC, um, who are working with Taiwan's International Cooperation and Development Fund, Taiwan's foreign ministry, and its central bank. The Inter-American Development Bank and the World Bank and other multilateral development banks um, are also expected to be involved in this cooperation. So we're going to take questions after the panel presentations. Uh, we've passed out uh, index cards uh, that you can use to, uh, to send your questions up to us. Um, I'd like to first just introduce the members of the panel, um, and then we're going to turn to, to each one individually. Um, Christy Palekia is a senior advisor at uh, the U.S. Overseas Private Investment Corporation and is a senior representative at OPIC for its engagement in, in Latin America. Christy was just a few weeks ago um, part of a senior delegation uh, that traveled to Colombia, Argentina, and Paraguay. Uh, the delegation included Ivanka Trump, Mark Green, CIS senior associate, and an expert on relations between Asia and Latin America. He is the chief economist at Smith's Research and Gradings, a financial services firm, and he's worked for various other asset management and economic research firms, including Mitsubishi. Early in his career, he worked as an international economic advisor in the office of the controller of the currency. Uh, he's the author of many books and articles on the Caribbean, Latin America, and Asia, has a PhD in political science from the University of Connecticut, a master's in Asian studies from the University of London School of Oriental and African Studies. So now I'd like to turn to, to the individual members of the, of the um, panel. I'd like to first turn to Christy um, Pelekia um, from OPIC. Um, Christy, if, if you could tell us a bit about what OPIC is doing or what OPIC plans to do together with Taiwan, um, perhaps share a little bit from your, your trip um, a few weeks ago. And we're also interested to know a little bit more about um, what is being formed in terms of the U.S. International Development Finance Corporation, the DFC. Um, they need to create jobs, and they, need, they need to respect a nation's sovereignty. And so we look forward to working with Taiwan to move those values forward in Latin America and around the world. And on my, actually, uh, regarding trips, my first day at OPEC, I actually had the pleasure to meet this man uh, as I was in, in Paraguay. Um, OPEC and ICDF 
uh, partner to support a uh, financing uh, that Kevin mentioned earlier that we did for Banco Regional uh, to make financing available to underrepresented uh, small medium enterprises, which included a significant uh, percentage of women. And we specifically, uh, one of the one of the things that we really look to do, and and we hope to do this more with with our friends from Taiwan, is to make sure that we are focus on a gender lens, and Banco Regional has a, not only did the money go to women, but they have a significant uh, management team that's comprised of 30% women, which is remarkable, and a board of directors, that's 20 China is a major component of what's happening in Latin America. Um, I don't think we would be talking about China if it was just a commercial um, issue or commercial rise to commercial prominence. You know, China now is the largest training partner for Ecuador, I'm sorry, for Peru, Chile, and Brazil. And over the last 15 years, it's lent about $150 billion through its development banks to the region. But unfortunately, this is only partially the story. Many of China's projects in the region have been of poor quality and involved corruption. Um, I think one of the most uh, egregious examples was the $18 million Coca-Cola dam in Ecuador, where poor engineering resulted in so many defects, including over 1,000 cracks in the dam, that. Um, that the project actually had to be um, discontinued for a while, and nearly every top government official in Ecuador was either in prison or sentenced on bribery charges. Unfortunately, the Ecuadorians um, were still obligated to pay back the loans related to the project, which required them to produce or to use 80% of its annual oil revenues, which is now actually forcing them to go further into the, that's the goal of the journey to self-reliance. So I think we don't talk about this enough, but going forward, we're going to talk about how our programs in Mexico and Paraguay help to create more accountable governance and transparency. The Chinese don't engage in any such programs abroad, and quite honestly, their authoritarian system back home is quite the opposite. We have programs in Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua that promote democracy, human rights, religious freedom, civil society, and independent media. And quite honestly, China is against all of this. And we have other such programs, so for example, and just in closing, in, uh, in Colombia and Peru, where we're working with poor rural farmers to move away from illicit activities like um, uh, coca cultivation and illegal mining with alternatives, sustainable alternatives in the long run, like cacao, uh, sustainable tourism, uh, dairy farming, and coffee. Oh, Bernardo, thank you very much. Ambassador Yui, um, I'd like to turn to you. Um, you have a lot of experience uh, having worked in Latin America. Uh, I'd like to get your together. But this this work is not only from from ICDF, uh, also for, or other government agencies, but also as uh, somebody from the from the audience also mentioned, uh, we have a very strong uh, NGOs in Taiwan that work also very actively uh, all over the world. Um, in 1971, when we were forced to leave the United Nations, and, and therefore we were excluded uh, from most of the international organizations, um, there has been a, a, a large frustration from Taiwanese people uh, ever since, because uh, as we have received help from the United States and other countries before, we want to re uh, also do our part of work, you know, part of our responsibility in the international arena, but, but we are uh, not allowed to do so because we're not part of the international organizations. Um, but uh, we've done our part, you know, uh, uh, in, which is ironic because um, in most of the international organizations, 
to uh, build future engineers in Paraguay using Taiwanese uh, professors. We basically moved the Taiwanese university into Paraguay with Taiwanese curricula in being taught in English. We're generating 100 engineers per year so that the, the uh, Paraguay will be ready to receive uh, uh, more investments from, from, for example, Taiwan uh, and the other. And the other. So, so with United States, uh, there are many things that we can do. Uh, for example, uh, also you mentioned some. Uh, there was mention of uh, GCTF. There's also something that has been done, being done in in, the, uh, in Taiwan, United States, and although there's the first session being conducted in South Pacific, I think uh, recently or, or, or in the near future. I, feel, I think we can do the same uh, uh, seminars in, in, in Latin America on, on issues that are of interest to Latin American countries, to Taiwan and to to to, to United States. Uh, ICDF also has, as you, as you saw in the PowerPoint. Tina and others that, uh, that you maintain commercial, cultural ties with. Um, is any of this technical assistance that's being discussed now um, possibly going to take place in any of those other countries? Well, we concentrate most of, almost all of our resources into our allied countries, but there are exceptions, such as uh, we have a ICDF project in Ecuador, I think it's uh, oysters, and we've also had bamboo projects and so on and so forth. But uh, we try to concentrate on, on all our countries for, for, for good reason, but, uh, but it's not exclusive. For example, also um, Secretary General Sham mentioned uh, that in the uh, uh, vocational educational uh, 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 scholarships that we provide to, to friends in, in the area, uh, a good number of them are destined to uh, non-allied countries. Uh, I think the range of probably 200 per year. So, so yes, uh, our, uh, we, we work with, with everyone if we can. Great. Mr. Chiu Zhang from the Central Bank of, of Taiwan. Of Kabe, to help, we inject capital. And the Central Bank, Ministry of Finance, and the Ministry of Foreign Affairs reach out to the funding countries to help them. And we, Central Bank, appoint the first staff to vote and speak in the Board of Directors. Through the Board of Directors, Taiwan works with Kabe to integrate the economy of Central America. I was fortunately to be sent over there in 2012. Over years, working with my Latin American colleagues, we made uh, aggressive improvement in many areas, in the area like of uh, financial inter intermediation, and uh, for natural resources, uh, it has come in the form of large state companies and private sector companies and development banks, but it's come with a very large checkbook. And it's in search of markets and partners. And there's also an underside to it, which was mentioned earlier, which we have to pay attention to. So the third point is in dealing with a challenge in the Americas. Um, I think there has to be more focus on economic statecraft. And, you know, things that we were discussing today, uh, there seems this is the game that needs to be played in Latin America, certainly in the Caribbean, an area where 
I have more facility and recently traveled to. Um, and of course, you look at, uh, for Taiwan, the Caribbean and Central America important because that's where the bulk of their diplomatic recognition now sits. The uh, fourth point I would make is more of a focus on economic statecraft does not deny the importance of robust policy. And Taiwan being a island and being a smaller country, being a democracy, understands a lot of the challenges faced by Caribbean and Central American countries. A um, couple of just, uh, I'd say, two other really quick points here is um, the aspect of a lot of countries in the Caribbean and Central America, they prefer, I think, to deal with the United States. However, it is checkbook diplomacy that often comes into play in development projects. And some of those projects don't go according to plan, but there, there is an attraction to it, and it's dollar diplomacy or however you want to express it, but it is economic statecraft. The last point I would say is I think uh, what has been presented in terms of U.S. policy, in terms of the economic side, and placing more of a stress on economic statecraft uh, in terms of the changes that we've seen in policy, um, I think it's a very constructive step forward. forward with some significant uh, humanitarian assistance recently uh, to the government of, of Juan Guaido. Um, where does Taiwan stand on the whole Venezuela conflict, given that this is uh, a, a place where um, big power um, conflict is being, is being played out with China, Russia, uh, the United States, uh, Iran also involved. Uh, where does Taiwan come down on that issue? And on the issue of Nicaragua, I'd also appreciate some, some comments. Uh, Taiwan has relations with Nicaragua. Um, Nicaragua has been a troubled, a troubled location over the, last, uh, over the last five or six months. Um, where do you all come down on the issue of, of Nicaragua? Uh, thank you, Michael, for a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> Can I answer the first one? No, uh, in, for Venezuela, well, um, you know, I, I want to point out first that uh, Ambassador Gao mentioned you know, that our foreign minister just uh, had, had just uh, delivered, or they tell us uh, we were uh, helping them when nobody else cared to. To, to help them, but, but because we, we think that, uh, again, this is like-minded people, so, so uh, we, we help each other, and, and also, you know, the, the, the logo that we have, uh, Taiwan can help, it's not it's just not, not just a logo, it's we really can help, and we want to, to, uh, to, to show that we care, and we really care about the Venezuelan people and, and their, in their dire uh, situation. And that's why we decided to, you know, uh, when um, Ambassador Gao was invited to the event in February earlier this year, and where he announced that we would pledge uh, uh, to, to also contribute to, to the humanitarian crisis in Venezuela. So that's our take. Uh, we're not trying to play into all these complicated, like Scott said, it's a complicated issue in Venezuela. All these players uh, intertwine in this very, very, uh, but no, for, for us it's just helping people that, that need to be helped, and farmers, the, uh, the women, the, the people, SMEs, and et cetera. So, and also there are some development projects that, that also we make sure that it, it's benef it benefits the people. Uh, and we don't want to try to, and we understand, and uh, we also sort of play a, 
uh, a, a bridge between between our two side between the two sides and encourage them to to uh, to find a, a, a viable solution uh, to the problems that uh, Nicaragua is facing uh, today. Okay, a question from the uh, from the audience. Um, since China established diplomatic ties with several former partners of Taiwan uh, over these last years, and I think uh, the person is referring to Panama, um, El Salvador, the, the Dominican Republic, what has been the impact of China's promised aid? I mean, has there been what, what was promised? Well, let me start with uh, Costa Rica. It was 2007, um, about 11 years, 12 years ago. Uh, Costa Rica, you know, it was a beacon of democracy and a model, model country of Central America. And unfortunately, in 2007, they decided to, to switch sides. Uh, let me just, why, why Costa Rica? But I'll, I'll, I'll come to the, the other three countries. But prior to 2007, 2006, 2007, Costa Rica had a superavit. They were selling more to China than, than, than the, the Chinese were selling to to the Costa Ricans, they had a you know, positive balance in their trade. Uh, 2007, they switched sides. Starting 2008, they started having a deficit uh, in their trade. You know, China was selling a lot more to Costa Rica than, than, than vice versa. So Costa Rica asked to sign a free trade agreement with China so that their products would be more competitive in entering into the Chinese market. 2010, they signed an FTA. And since then, I think their trading balance has been probably 30 times worse than, than at 2008 level. So, so it, it tells you that uh, many of our allies, uh, they, they, they are promised by the Chinese that you know, if you switch, you know, if you're with a correct China, uh, I'm, I'll make sure that you, know, you, you'll, you won't have enough meat to sell to, Chinese, to China that you know, if, you know. Well, there's a pattern, every time they start you know, this offensive, you know, this offensive against against our, one of our other countries. You'll see an editorial come up in one of the newspapers in that in that country saying, for example, for example, Costa Rica. It came out says, you know, Costa Rica. If you know, China is a, a po there's a population of one to 1.2 billion. If each Chinese drinks a cup of Costa Rican coffee per day, there wouldn't be enough Costa Rican coffee to sell to China. And then it came up in. When I was in Paraguay, when the toll came up, you know, China is a big, you know, buyer of commodities. If each Chinese uh, ate one piece of Paraguayan beef per day, there wouldn't be enough meat to sell to China. And you know, this this comes up, but but that's not the case. You know, they uh, they, they 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 make very big promises. Line. It, it, they, they, they wanted a 90-year lease you know, to develop this huge, uh, huge patch of land in El Salvador. But uh, when they established an embassy, the, the company no longer exists. Uh, well, you know, so, so uh, in Panama too. Panama, they were promised many things, and, and they say nothing has come in. There, there are direct flights, uh, or there's a, a Chinese airline uh, landing in Panama City. I was in Panama a few months ago. And they tell me the flights are empty. They're not. They're not tourists coming in into Panama. So, so, watch out for those empty promises. And if they do invest, as Bernardo mentioned just now, uh, they they bring a lot of money. They don't ask questions. They don't, you know, for term, in terms of transparency, accountability. You know, they don't ask any questions and just and, and, and create a lot of problems with very deficient, uh, in most cases, uh, projects. So, what, you know. 
on and on again, we, we, we bring these examples to our allied countries and, and to showcase that 